You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In this world of turmoil, you're struggling to find energetic balance, and you panic because your spirituality is not where you desire it to be. Yet creating a powerful foundation of empowerment is what you know you can achieve. Hi, I am Martin Neil Campbell, author of the book Receiving the Gift We Give, which is available on Amazon eBooks and my website, receivingthegiftwegive.com. I invite you to uncover your power and greatly expand your energies by embracing your divine self. Sovereign Self is about individual empowerment and freedom. In exploring this sovereign self, our discussions will encompass self-love, oneness, and diverse spiritual understandings as life is a journey of expansion which never ends. Join author Martin Neil Campbell, trainer and business facilitator Karen Murphy, and spiritual archaeologist Ron Mayer as their discussions help lead their listeners into an ever-expanding journey of peace, love, joy, and freedom to become who you desire and be your sovereign self. Welcome to Sovereign Self. I'm your host, Martin Neil Campbell, and you're two absolutely divine and gracious and marvelous co-hosts are Karen (laughs) Murphy and Ron Mayer. And we have a special treat for you tonight. We are having Karen give the introduction. So, Karen, take it away. Hmm, Thank you, Martin. On today's program, we'll continue to speak about expressions of love, with this week's topic being gratitude, which I believe that's why Martin introduced Ron and I as gracious. When Martin asked me to do the introduction to this program, I got to tell you, I was thrilled because gratitude as an expression of love is one of my favorites. And again, just as all of the others, gratitude is so vital and interconnected with all of the other expressions of love. Today, we look forward to sharing with you, our listeners, our thoughts on gratitude, as well as our personal practices of bringing gratitude into our lives. Now, as I said, gratitude is very near and dear to my heart. However, as I was preparing for today's show, I was surprised at actually how challenging it was to decide how I want to introduce today's topic because there's so much that could be shared about gratitude. However, in keeping with our past programs, I would like to share with you the definition that resonated with me. This one comes from the Oxford Dictionary, where the noun gratitude is expressed as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I like that. It encompasses so much. With respect to the origin of the word gratitude, the noun comes from the Latin word gratis, meaning pleasing or thankful, gives us the root grat. Words from the Latin gratis have something to do with being pleasing or being thankful. To ingratiate yourself is to make others feel thankful for something you've done. To feel grateful is to feel thankful for something. Gratitude is a feeling of thankfulness. To congratulate is to express how pleasing someone's success is. The synonyms, of course, being those of gratefulness, thankfulness, thanks, appreciation, recognition, acknowledgement, hat tip, I like that one, (laughs) credit, regard, and respect, a feeling of thankfulness and appreciation. When I think of gratitude, a number of things come to mind, the first being that gratitude comes from within. We often remind one another that all aspects of toward becoming your sovereign self comes from within, and that is so very true. Robert A. Eamon's PhD is a professor of psychology at UC Davis. His research is in the field of personality psychology, 
emotion psychology and psychology of religion. And he speaks about the benefits of practicing gratitude being nearly endless, stating that people who regularly practice gratitude by taking time to notice and reflect upon the things they're thankful for, experience more positive emotions, feel more alive, sleep better, express more compassion and kindness, and even have a stronger immune system. And gratitude does not need to be reserved for only momentous occasions. I also believe that receiving gratitude enhances and raises our vibration as we move forward in our personal journey of self-sovereignty. And we'll share more about these aspects and perhaps others as we engage in our weekly conversation. As with all expressions of love, they are very personal. However, during my research and mindfulness, I was led to an article from Angelise Arian from her book, Living in Gratitude, A Journey That Will Change Your Life. And while I won't go through it in completeness, I do want to cite the following quote from her. When people in great numbers choose to practice integrate and embody gratitude, the cumulative force that is generated can help create the kind of world we all hope for and desire for ourselves and for future generations. She goes on to say, the application of multicultural wisdom, the shared values and the inherent positive beliefs of humanity has become known as perennial wisdom. Perennial wisdom has been passed on from generation to generation since the birth of humankind It continues to surface among diverse peoples, unconnected by geography or language, yet inextricably linked to what is inherently important in our shared experience of what it means to be human. Of all of the universal themes that have been transmitted through perennial wisdom, the expression of gratitude continues to be the glue that consistently holds society and relationships together. Its opposite, ingratitude, contributes to societal dissolution and separation. The expression of gratitude is essential to humankind's sustainability and survival. Gratitude's stabilizing and healing effects, which have been researched from multiple standpoints, cultural, psychological, physical, spiritual, and yes, even financial, have made it abundantly clear that the benefits of living a grateful life are irrefutable. If gratitude is a state of being that is essential to a life well-lived, Why then in modern times do we not cultivate and express it on a daily basis? After all, giving thanks and expressing appreciation for the blessings and gifts of life is a natural human response. Perhaps the key reason we do not make gratitude part of our daily lives is the accelerated pace and multiple distractions of modern life that have simply made it all too easy to forget gratitude's importance. And with that, I will open up the floor to my awesome host, Martin, and fabulous co-host, Ron, to share their insights and thoughts. She's she's just said it all. So it's like, okay, well, the show's over. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're done. <laughs> no, Actually, I, okay, go ahead, Ron. Briefly, okay. Gratitude for me is also probably one of the most important principles in a spiritual life. Because you can't, if you're in a state of gratitude, there is no way that you can also be in a state of victimhood. If you're in a state of gratitude, there is no, you cannot be in a state of fear whatsoever. So the more that you are entertaining being in a state of gratitude and being authentic about it, the, the more you're asking the universe to continue to give more love towards you. And the other thing I like about being in a state of gratitude always 
is that you are always thankful for everything that comes to you. So the challenge, though, will be when an event comes to you that is unpleasant. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a state of gratitude and an unpleasant event comes to you, then you are essentially saying that you're grateful for this unpleasant event. Now, why would anybody in their right mind even say that if the only reason would be that you are willing to learn that something discordant or unpleasant has something to teach you, which means that you're open to being responsible for whatever that is coming towards you. If you're in a state of gratitude and you're in a thankful state, you're going to be taking responsibility for everything that comes to you. But if you're not in a state of gratitude and an unpleasant something unpleasant comes to you, you will instantly feel victimized and more than likely you will strike out. I would say that's true. But both of you have just hit across so many fields there. I think I'll begin with some of Karen's comments. It's very true. There's a lot of research out there, and I agree, Karen, saying that gratitude strengthens the immune system and actually lowers blood pressure. Mm -hmm. leads to higher levels of positive emotions, more joy, optimism. You act more generously and with compassion, and you also feel less lonely and isolated. It's fascinating that when you put those together, immune system is health and disease. Joy, optimism puts you in, in a better mood. You are more generous and have more compassion to other people, so you act more lovingly to other people. And it also helps get rid of depression because you feel less lonely and isolated. It covers virtually all facets of our health. That alone should make it top on people's lists <laughs> to, <laughs> Absolutely. to practice. So very interesting. I'm glad you brought that aspect up because it does cover so many of those areas. On your comments, Ron, yes. The one thing that I've always said about having gratitude and giving thanks is that if you truly want to add a layer or add help to manifesting something in your life, one of the things you should never move to is saying, oh, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to be wonderful. And then think, oh, no, it's not. It's a bunch of crap. Gratitude and giving thanks, when you believe something's going to happen and you look at it and you give thanks for it happening, you're giving thanks for it being there already. So you're mm -hmm. reinforcing with gratitude a, a movement in who you are and what you want to receive. And that can be very important on many levels, but it's proving to be very important, certainly on the health level, because epigenetics at this point is saying that we control environmentally through what we think and what our brain causes our body to release and hormones and everything else, how healthy our systems are going to be. And when you move into a state of a little more thankfulness, a little more joy and optimism, and then give thanks for it to reinforce it, you're adding that layer of moving into a healthier body and you'll be able to fight off more because your immune system stronger mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's interesting that so many people don't go to gratitude and not going to gratitude and being the opposite or just saying thank you for opening a door and leaving it at that and, and don't go there any other way <laughs> you're leaving a big chunk out of your life and i think that it's very important if you want to have a improved life, if I could put it that way, what most people would call an improved life, gratitude mm -hmm. becomes very important. But I also think that gratitude, if it has to be authentic. It has to be real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to, let's say, 
you believe that you need to be more grateful in your life. And so you start off with a mantra, for instance, is I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be grateful. And then all of a sudden, something unpleasant comes to you. If you say, I am grateful for you, but don't understand why you would necessarily be grateful for something unpleasant, mm. then it's not going to feel real. Right. So it's almost like being grateful it can also act as a reminder because, it, you know, in your entire day, it's not like you're going to be embracing being grateful 24-7. There's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that, that happens to you. So being grateful isn't always going to be uppermost in your mind. But so, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so that so as you go through your day, it's easy, as I said, it's easy to be grateful for something that's positive that comes to your way. That's easy. Mm -hmm. But it's when something unpleasant that comes your way, which is an indication that you're harboring a judgment somewhere, mm -hmm. that it's all it's almost the most difficult thing. It's almost like it's the same thing with self-forgiveness. Sometimes it's easy to forgive others, but it's very difficult to forgive ourselves. So it's easy to easy to be grateful for pleasant events, but not so easy to be grateful for the uncomfortable, unpleasant events that come our way. Yeah. If you don't know that you're causal. Yes. Well, and the other thing there, too, is in many cases when something comes up that seems to be untoward and not heading in a direction I want it to head in, mm -hmm. I always have gratitude for it in the sense that I have gratitude that I know a solution satisfactory to the situation in myself will come forward, and I give thanks for that. I find that that works on two levels. Not going into the worry and fear actually clears my mind so I can actually come up with actions myself many times. Uh -huh. And the other thing is, sometimes things just happen that I wouldn't have thought of, probably normally, that pop up and I go, oh my god, that's the solution. Thank you. And you give thanks again. It seems to work quite often. It doesn't work 100% of the time because I'm not uh -huh. fully into being that way in myself. But I find it works 80% of the time for sure. And I think that supports what Ron was saying earlier around being open to that unpleasant event or whatever that is and opening yourself up to be willing to learn, Martin. I think that's what you just articulated yeah. there in that it's not exactly the way I want it to go, but I'm open to what do I need to learn about it? And you move into solution mode for sure. Yeah. And I think that for myself, I was thinking as the two of you were talking about what happens when those unpleasant events or untoward events. And I think there's a, there's a magnitude, right? Just like there's a magnitude of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about it's easy to give gratitude for the really wonderful things. And then we sometimes don't really think about the little things. So what kind of practices can we input into our day that will help us to become more mindful? So for example, when I'm driving home from work, just to, just to give an example, one of the frustrating things is at the end of a long work day and you want to get home, the last thing you want to be is stuck in traffic or in a traffic jam. Mm -hmm. And I've actually had situations where that's happened and I start doing some deep breathing and then I just kind of go to that cup half full. And it resonates with things like, I'm really thankful that I've got a job to go to and have to go home. Oh, I'm really thankful that I have a home to go home to. Wow, how fortunate am I that I'm in a car waiting and not having to walk all the way home. So kind of moving it towards what could be those positive things. I think the challenge for most of us is when that unpleasant event is far more startling or 
hits you deeper emotionally, whether that be a, you know, a loss of a loved one or an illness or that type of thing. And I think that's where the challenge becomes a little bit harder. But I do believe that in interjecting daily practices of gratitude, and there's so many, it can help your mindset to move to that positive place and the knowing as you, as both of you have articulated that it is being open to, it's happening for a reason. And how, how can we best be open to receiving that and move through it? And for me, whenever there is an unpleasant situation that comes my way, gratitude isn't really the first thing that comes to mind. What comes to mind to me first is, hmm, I'm feeling really out of balance here. There must be something for me to learn is usually my first reaction. And it could be other people's reaction, and it might not be. But my first reaction is, oh, there must be something here that I need to learn. And for me, that to me feels more real to me than saying, oh, I am grateful for you for for this unpleasant event. Because what if I was to do that first, there would be a sense in me that would say, oh, my God, you're freaking crazy. You're you're How could you possibly be grateful for something nasty coming your way. Right. So the first thing for me is to state, oh, there must be something here that I need to learn. This almost sets the stage for me to look inward to see what belief I might be holding or a judgment that I might be holding that could be causal here. When I discover the thought, this to me is when the judgment is discovered, this is where I'm grat- I'm grateful. It's like, oh my God, thank you, God, for pointing that out. Oh, I'm so grateful for now understanding. So I have a hard time being grateful for anything negative that comes to me because it, it doesn't feel balanced. It doesn't feel right. There's almost like fake it till you make it type of situation. Mm-hmm. And that has never sat well with me. That for me, that doesn't ever seem to want to work. It's, again, like I've said, with regards to the emotional stuff, for me, I have to sit in that feeling of being lousy and being negative. And as I've said before, the more I can express that, the easier it is to find out what the judgment is. So for me, the gratefulness comes after I've slammed my fist down, expressed the emotional charge, and then discover, oh, my God, this is what I'm doing to myself oh my God, I'm so grateful for seeing that. Mm. That's when the gratitude comes. And for me, that feels real. I don't think for me, I ever give gratitude for something miserable happening or Mm -hmm. something, as I said, untoward happening. What I always do is give thanks for a solution coming forward and then it lets me clear my mind and think about it and look at it. Yes. And so it's the same thing because yes, I go through feelings and let them go, but don't let them go, but ask them out if I can say that. Well, it was just the other day. I swore quite readily over something. Yeah. (laughs) I I did it, and then I gave thanks for bringing forward a solution. And I just believed, I had faith that the solution would come forward. And then my mind could open up and look at what I needed to do to find a solution in myself, otherwise actions outside, all of it together. And it just opened me up to the whole thing. So that's sort of how I use gratitude, which oddly enough is essentially what we're both saying, but slightly different methodologies in an odd way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes the whole process so personal yeah. for everyone. Yes. Certain yeah. things will land for them. And I was also thinking about what, what kind of daily practices might we employ? Because I know for me personally, 
as I try to employ daily practices, it helps me to move to all of those areas that the two of you are talking about. And I was thinking about things, you know, oftentimes I've heard people talk about, uh, for example, the gratitude jar. Mm. Where every time something happens that you're grateful for throughout the year, you write on a little piece of paper and you put it in the jar and you open it up, whether that be New Year's or some some date into the future. I know another one that, that I've often employed is gratitude around the table. And again, it doesn't have to be just at Thanksgiving, but perhaps anytime you're breaking bread or visiting with friends or family, those that are close to you, and just take a few moments to say, hey, what what are you grateful for today? Or journaling all that you're grateful for. Another one that I actually came across that I thought was actually quite brilliant was the gratitude letter. Writing to someone you maybe didn't thank properly or when someone may have positively impacted you without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Do we take the time to to send that over and, and just give thanks? I mean, oftentimes I think people will touch my life and I'll be so grateful for it. How often do I take those few moments to let them know? Mm-hmm. Or do I just take it in myself? So I was curious to, to, um, to ask, do you, either one of you have daily practices or weekly practices that you employ that help you stay in that state of gratitude? No blessing food. Your meal, yeah. the meal is the prime example here for, for me in blessing your food and for the sacrifice that it has given so that you mm-hmm. can sustain your life. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the, as soon as you embrace gratitude, there's an authenticity mm-hmm. that seems to want to bubble up. Yeah. For me, it's, you know, if you're blessing your food, the first thing that I look at, you know, if I'm eating chicken, for instance, is the young bird that gave its life so that I could enjoy the sustenance. So I find that really adds a level of clarity and authenticity to your moment. Now, I'm going to throw out an odd question on that, Ron. In blessing my food, I've always had the feeling but could never prove it, that blessing the food changes the energy of the food. Absolutely. And quite often, the energy of the food that we get because of how animals are unfortunately slaughtered and tortured and everything else, I believe helps move up the energy of the food so it's a little more wholesome, if I can put it that way, and better for us. I've never seen a study on it, but that's my firm belief. (laughs) And and that is one of the things. You have palm chakras, and you will often see spiritual people passing their hand over their food. What the thought behind this would be is that you're blessing the food, the plant life, the animal life that you're consuming, and what I'm doing is I'm bringing its frequency up to the level of frequency that I'm at. So as I am lifted, so will I lift everything else up unto myself is the idea here. Yeah. So that when you're blessing your food, the life that you're consuming, you're wanting to bless and lift it in frequency as well. Mm-hmm. So And you do that with your palm chakras yeah. and an open heart. And as I said, I've always been a firm believer of that. But I have never found a scientific study that says it. I know people have said it, but but I just somehow know it's true. (laughs) We're beginning to be able to pick up the frequencies of the auric fields. But once we really and truly get into the chelontic science and really looking at developing the tools that can do that, I think eventually we will see just how it is that we affect everything. Yeah, not only just the food that we have, but everything around us. Yeah, I have one as well, Karen. I know you asked which. No, yes. I have two actually, and I'll I'll mention one real quickly and then go into the other one. I like giving gratitude for things, anything, because it co- correlates strongly with me moving to an opt 
optimi- optimistic state, if I can get the word mm-hmm. out. The interesting thing that stuck me on that is I read quite a while ago that when people did studies of people worrying, they found out that well over 98% or something of the worries never came to pass. They were all false. And I read that and I thought, well, then why should I worry and why shouldn't I just be optimistic? Because if over 98% of it's false, why do I go there? So I use it as a method to remind myself that most things we worry about and start imagining are false. Nice. And that's one. The other one is every night as I'm lying down to put my head to sleep, I always give thanks for everything during the day. I always think about everything that I liked, of course, and everything that was pleasant, but I also think of those things that weren't so and how they were solved or giving thanks that they will be and look at the outcome of them and give thanks for that. It's interesting. Last week, my computer totally crashed. Now, it's not always a delightful thing to go through. (laughs) And I was sort of eh, a bit miffed and money and everything else and went and bought a new computer. Well, nothing better could have happened to me because this new computer has every single thing I ever wanted in a computer. And it is superb. I'm looking at this and going, wow, I wish I had this years ago. So I look at it and go, thanks. This is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now now I have something that I'm not worried about all the time. And I'm quite confident it's going to be great. So yes, Mm -hmm. even when things come up, you might be surprised what comes out in the end. (laughs) That's a great sharing, Martin. And I, I believe, I mean, I've known you for many, many years. And I believe I even commented that when your computer did go a little haywire there and everything was kind of going kaputsy, you did not react the way I would have imagined you would have reacted in the past. Hmm. You seem to have a calmness about you. It was a, yeah, it's not pleasant, but it is what it is. And you immediately moved into that focus of solutioning. Now what's next? What do I do next? So I I really, and I think if I remember correctly, I actually commented on that um, because it was very evident. One of the other things about gratitude that's important to understand is when you're grateful for something, you're asking the universe to supply you with even more of what you're grateful for. So when you're, let's say you're being grateful for all of the senses, you're seeing, hearing, feeling, and, and and smelling, and tasting, and all of these things, when you are grateful for that and you express that, you, you, I believe you have the ability to continue to enhance those senses and make them more powerful. And not only that, but you also may very well begin to open yourself to other senses like clairvoyance, clairaudience, some of the other higher senses of which the human race has all it's it's there it's all latent within our crystal body but it's it's yet to be brought in so if you're wanting to pull in some of these higher senses perhaps being grateful for the the, the moments when you have aha moments especially when you have those aha moments or any type of of moment where you might think that divine synchronicity happens for instance right. yeah be grateful for that because this, to me, is an indication that you're forging a most needed connection with God. God speaks to us all the time. It's whether we truly want to listen or not or whether we even are, believe we can be worthy enough to be spoken to by, by God. But these, so these moments of divine synchronicity could very well be God trying to wedge his way through into a little crack that you perhaps have allowed in order for him to be able to come through, because we do have a tendency to put up a lot of barriers with regards to allowing God to speak to us. 
us. Mm-hmm. So just being thankful for synchronicity, it, it can stick a little uh, a wedge in that little crack and try to make it even larger so that you begin to open more towards the higher senses and more divine fullness in your authenticity. Yeah, definitely. Now, it's interesting, you know, you mentioned that because there was a study done where the people were asked to write down those goals they wish to achieve over the next few months. And half of them were asked to keep a gratitude journal mm-hmm. and what they were grateful for every day. They said in the study and at the end of the study, those that did the journal versus those that did not were significantly more ahead on reaching their goals by the end of the study at those three months than those who didn't. And So there's a correlation, and science can't say what it is, but they've shown there's a definite correlation. (laughs) Interesting. You know, Martin, that just reminded me that when I was developing my program, my consulting program, uh, a number of years ago, I I took a course around, you know, kind of doing setup, and I can't remember what the course was called. But one of the things they had us do was every morning start your day with journaling and writing down absolutely everything you did the day before that moved you that much closer to your goal. And they asked you to include not just those things that we we often think about tangible things like, oh, I, you know, I finished my introduction or I created that presentation or, and they, they, they reminded us to think about things like I did the research to learn more to enable me to get to the next step. And those kinds of really little things that I, I did it for a number of weeks and consistently as I was doing that, my days were far more productive and I had a lot more positive energy to continue moving forward. So little things didn't set me back the way I think they might have had I not been carrying out that practice. So that, that's great. Thanks for reminding me of that. And journaling is also a good thing because it, it helps to develop a lazy mind. Yes. A lot of times we are our minds are very chaotic. Yeah, um, they, you know they go willy nilly. You, you find yourself daydreaming and 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 not keeping focus. Having a journal it enhances your memory, and it also it it reminds you of what you're attempting to focus on and what you're wanting to bring into fruition, mm-hmm. rather than doing it haphazardly and only remembering when something gets triggered, at least you've got something written there that you can go back to and say, oh my God, yes, this is what I wanted to do. And isn't that interesting that that happened on that day? You revisit some of these things, especially these aha moments or even these divine synchronicity moments. Mm -hmm. If you write them down, when you go back and read them again, you're right there in the moment experiencing it all over again. Oh yeah, it's very true. There's so many things on gratitude. You're so right, Karen, when you said that. There's just so much. You know, the one thing that fascinated me with all, with many of the other expressions of love when I was looking at, you know, kind of what the definitions were, they were all very similar, but there were nuances. Yeah. And when I found looking through gratitude, and you'll notice in my introduction, I only quoted from the Oxford Dictionary. Right. It was not because I didn't find a number of other. Right. Except they were all so similar. I didn't land on a nuance that didn't say the same thing. And I thought, that's very interesting. Taking a look and saying, well, gee, you know, it goes across all the universe, all geography, all race, color, creed, all generations. It was so much filled with that whole connectivity and unity in oneness that it just kind of made me think, hmm, that's interesting. 
Yeah. It sets your day, especially in the, in the, like what you do in the mornings, usually when you focus on gratitude, it sets your day that states, I'm going to have a loving, allowing day today, and I'm going to be grateful for everything that comes to me. Yes. That's the tone. Now, there's an interesting point there because it's sort of a twist on it, but I was reading where a study showed that when you give gratitude, as opposed to receiving it. So you give gratitude to someone else for what they've done or give them a little bonus or whatever the method may be, if it's at work or otherwise. It actually, at work, for instance, improves people's decision-making. Hmm. And I personally have felt it when a, a boss says, that was really well done, or I got to thank you for the work you did on that. It was great, or that was wonderful. I'm bullied from that point on. And I'm pushed for quite a while in myself. I'm expanded to do even better. And I do. But, I completely agree, Mark. But people who don't say agree. anything to them and ignore them, you don't get that same result. So giving gratitude to people actually makes them more energetic, more balanced, more open, and better decision makers. So oh. it has an outward push, too, as well as an inward push on many fronts. Uh I completely agree, Martin. In fact, where I work, we actually have a what they call a give thanks program. And it's on our intranet. You can give points or you can just pay it forward. And that's really what it's called, paying it forward with points or just paying it forward. And the, the company provides us with a certain number of points. And when you use those up, you no longer pay forward with points, but you still pay forward. And this has been so highly adopted from – Thanking people for things from not only from a work ethic, but also a personal ethic. I've seen lots of things that just say, thanks so much for today. Mm, yeah. So the two people that the, the person that's giving and the person that's receiving knows exactly what it's about. I suspect it was highly personal or private, but that still raised that energy, that vibration. Mm -hmm. And other people reading it, whilst we don't know the details, it still makes you feel that as you said, that, that energy, Martin, that, that compelling buoyancy to, to move forward. And I, I think they instituted a couple of years ago. And it is just, it's incredible to see what kind of thanks and gratitude people are feeling for one another. And I do think it boosts not only your productivity, but I think it boosts morale, which in turn then does all of those other things that you talked about with respect to increasing your immune system, increasing your positivity, removing depression, all of those things. It's so all-encompassing. Yes. And you get that at work, for example, you carry it home too. Absolutely. It just ripples out to everything. Absolutely. And again, to your point though, Ron, it must be authentic. Oh, yeah. If you're giving yeah. thanks that is inauthentic, it's not felt in the same way. And just, yeah. And it, you can always sense that when somebody's giving gratitude to you and sometimes there's an ulterior motive and you can almost sense that other time there there is no meaning or no there's no emotion behind it yeah. so it has in order for it to add a depth of understanding mm. which is what we're always trying to do here is to increase the depth of our conscious awareness authentic gratitude goes miles with increasing that depth of understanding. It, oh, it just sure. fills you with, ah, and, and you're right, Mark, when somebody is grateful and expresses that to you, and it's real, mm. you, you will go into a state of elation. It's like, oh yeah. my God, I am, I'm appreciated for something that I've done yeah. and truly appreciated where there was benefit to others mm -hmm. that was acknowledged. Boy, does it ever expand your energy. It does. Now, there's an interesting story. You reminded me of something when it's not authentic. Thanks for bringing that up again. 
I always remember someone, and I don't know their name. They came to me and they said, you know, I heard you're really good at this. And I thought, oh, that's nice of them to say. Very good. And I'd like to pick your brain fine. But then two minutes later, it was like they wanted to give me a project that they were supposed to do <laughs> and have me yeah. do it for them. And it became mm-hmm. so obvious. I went, yeah, no, I, this is all just trying to butter me up to get me to do something. And it became so obviously unauthentic. Yeah. <laughs> You can feel if it there is an ag- there's an agenda, be, 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 being truly grateful doesn't require anything to be given back. It's given no. freely. Yeah, given freely with no conditions. It's all, it's unconditional gratitude that we're we're talking about here. It's here. I'm extending my love to you, and it's free. I appreciate what you've done for me. And love's the key word there. It has to come from love. Yes, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. I was looking at studies that were done and how that people say that, you know, obviously we talked a bit about how it helps your marriage, obviously, and even moving from work to that makes you friendlier. The one I liked was it makes you look good. It's interesting in that it makes you look good because you're not moving into that spot of hating yourself. When you're in gratitude for things and you're, you move into the state of gratitude, it's a lot of those negativities drop off. And people actually, when they're in gratitude, actually rate themselves as looking better than when they're not. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it makes people feel better about themselves and how they look. It's amazing how many levels it goes to. It's just phenomenal. I love it. Just love it. Now, Karen. Yes. You mentioned something in the introduction. You're talking about it improves your sleep. Yes. That's one of the reasons I always give gratitude before I go to sleep. And I've often said, my head hits the pillow, I'm gone. Well, that's after giving thanks and gratitude. There's a connection, but I believe it's, it, it always helps me move into a state of more relaxed feeling and being not worried about anything. So, yeah, I agree with that. That actually kind of resonates with me, Martin, and it's something that I'm actually going to try. I, I've done it in the past. It's just not a, a usual practice for me. Mine has always been in the morning. Mm. However, having said that, I also have difficulty falling asleep most nights, so uh, I think it's something I could certainly pay heed to. Right. A lot of people have trouble falling asleep, uh, and I don't know if this is your case or not, but a lot of people do because they're worrying about things, and they're thinking about things, and their mind's going on about things. And I think when you move to gratitude and give gratitude and move yourself into more happiness and optimism, it automatically begins taking a lot of that away. And as I said, worry is 98% false anyway. It then helps you sleep because you're not going the other direction. And that makes perfect sense to me. Perfect sense. Yeah. Very good. I would ask both of you then, when it comes to gratitude, this is a toughie in some ways. Maybe it's an easy one. (laughs) What is it about gratitude that you do or feel that what you like most about it? What does it bring you on an emotional or feeling level that you like most about? Well, for me, that's easy. It, it reconnects me with the soul, especially when I've had to look at something unpleasant about myself that someone else has indicated or has been a reflection back mm-hmm. to me. Once I've got through the humiliation of recognizing that, oh, I'm not a perfect, as perfect as I, you know, I could be, there is a moment of self-bonding that happens. Where you, you, it's again, you're, it's the fires of self-forgiveness is, is active here at this point. How does it make me feel when I recognize there's a freedom? There's almost a weight that gets lifted off of my shoulders when I've endured 
a humiliating moment of self-recognition on something. And then the, it's almost like I'm so grateful because now I have just dealt with something that was ultimately leading me towards death rather than towards life. Mm. And it's a wonderful – it's not an, an ecstatic joy, mm. but there, it's almost a release of a certain pressure that comes – is almost like a deep sigh of gratitude. <sighs> Brings no, peace. I don't, I, yes, and I don't have to worry about that anymore like I was driving myself insanely distracted by it or something. And that for me, that is just a, a major reconnection with the soul for mm-hmm. me. Karen? Mm. I probably can't say that any better, Ron. I would actually agree with with everything you said. And for me, in addition, it, it feels freeing. It feels yeah. Yeah. it feels like I, I've just. I, I think you actually expressed as you know taking a weight off, and, and it's all of those things. It's peace. It's it's definitely positivity, but it's definitely love. I guess all of those good emotions, all of those. Feelings that I think elevate who I am, but I, I really loved your, your explanation of connecting with the soul. And I think that's part of it. And I think it's almost a, it's a bit of a, a release, a, a frame yeah. release, that, that whole sense of freedom. It, it, and it, it feels like I've embraced something mm-hmm. and, and it just, it feels it stops that spiral, whatever mm-hmm. that is. It stops that spiral from churning and it just gives over into the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a releasing. If there's a there's a judgment release, the shackles of judgments are let go. It's like there's an expansion that happens and a freedom that up until that moment you couldn't even possibly conceive of. Yeah, until you let go of the judgment. Yeah, you know, and, and that's very interesting because I agree with both of you. And while you were both talking, the only other word I'd bring in, which wouldn't I wouldn't have said if I was first asked, but it makes perfect <laughs> sense. It brings me more into balance. Yes. yes. So many levels. Yes. That I, I agree with both of you. Connecting to the soul, lifting a weight, balance, the whole thing keeps coming in. The reason I wanted to ask that, I had a feeling we'd all have very similar answers. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I hope that everyone out there that resonates with them. I believe if we had all similar answers that many people would. And you know that balance you're talking about? When we all talk about the heart, mm. that is probably the best location of where this wonderful release of balance can be felt is in the heart. It's the heart of, of, of the heart of it. It's the heart of the matter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's, it's that, it's that feeling. It's that emotion. What was that saying from Maya Angelou? People may not always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yes. Is that yes. from her? Yeah. That, yeah. that kind of popped into my mind as you, as the, as the two of you were speaking. And I thought, huh, that really, it kind of says it all. Gratitude is a very, powerful emotion yes and and i just feel like it just as i said it's it's one of my favorites and it's so interconnected to all of the others but it's sometimes some of the other expressions of love to me feel a little bit at times onerous Mm. when we think about accountability responsibility and yet when you look at them from a spiritual perspective they are onerous to the extent that you have to face them right Mm -hmm. and move through them and deal with them Whereas gratitude feels, I don't know, just this, it's almost like this bubble that 
moves me into something. I was thinking earlier when, when both of you were talking about situations where they're unpleasant or, you know, untoward. And just to give an example, yesterday, yesterday evening, late yesterday evening, I got a phone call from a, a friend of mine and another friend's dog. I'm sure everybody knows what a dog lover I am. She yeah. has this wee eight-year-old dog that uh, hangs around with my wee Moki and they're the best of buddies. And earlier last week or earlier this week, she found a lump on the dog's neck and she had me feel this lump. And of course, me, you know, being little Miss Cup half full, didn't want to scare her and said, well, you know, it could just be a swollen gland, you know, try to stay positive, try not to worry. Unfortunately, yesterday evening, she received not so great news. My immediate thought was A, pain, hurt, tears. But what I kept asking myself was that whole question of the, I think what you were going to run, and that was, what is it? What is the gift here? What is the gift here? And it's a challenge. I've been thinking about it since late yesterday evening when I found out all day. And Mm -hmm. I just keep thinking, as, as sad as it is, I keep thinking, what is the purpose? What is it we're supposed to learn from this? What is the gift that's going to be given to all of us mm-hmm. as a result of this? And, and you know, I'm still struggling with it, but I didn't go down the why me, mm. why her, why? Yes, I'm, I'm certain that popped into my head for a moment because she's had a lot of challenges. But it was interesting because when I was talking to my neighbor, one of the things she said is, I think she's going to be okay. She's pretty strong now. Mm-hmm. With situations that are really traumatic like that, though, you can't be grateful at first. And even suggesting no. to somebody who's feeling pain to be grateful for it <sighs> would not – would not. they're not prepared. They're, they need to go through the grieving process Absolutely. first. And Absolutely. And then once they, they gain acceptance for it, it's only then if they're in allowance of it that they can embrace being grateful. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you, Ron. And, and it has a moment that has its time with difficult situations. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's, it's not happening to me. It's happening around me, right? So I look yeah. at it a little bit differently, but that's immediately – and I'm not sure if two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, my heart would have gone there. I do believe that the daily practice of gratitude helps you to move through those situations with a greater sense of ease. And you're, you're right. You have to recognize it. You can't just gloss over it. You have no, to deal I, with those emotions. And I also think that doing it, doing it daily prepares you for difficult situations yes. to, to go through the grieving process. And for me, laughter is usually the last steps towards healing. And so laughter and gratitude for me go hand in hand. Yep. Oh, absolutely. How many yep. times have you seen people at a funeral? Uh-huh. What do you hear most? Belly laughs, jokes. Yep. It's that part of that grieving process. I know that I did the eulogies for a number of my uncles that had passed on, and I was probably in my early 20s when I started doing it. And I can't share with you where my mind went because this is you know live radio, but there were some jokes that popped into my head that my sister and I were telling just to one another as I was preparing what, my first ever eulogy. And I realized instantly that that was part of the grieving process. Yes. Yes. Once you can't in a very emotional situation, when the, the, the moment that you can laugh about something, this is when you can also be prepared for, to be thankful for what it all meant in the first place. But uh-huh. so for me, laughter is almost the key here. 
when you're dealing with a very emotional, traumatic situation. And the emotions, they're not quick. They're not electrical and they don't move as fast as thought. So you have to respect that. With respect comes the allowance of time in order to be able to heal from certain things. Yeah. So now it's so true. It's interesting. I've been invited to one particular charitable place in Toronto where I give speeches on resiliency in the face of disaster, death, what have you. The one thing I always say is that you can't face it originally, just like you said, Ron. But in the long run, if you can remember to move to gratitude for who the person was, what they brought to your life. And I said, the only way I can think about it is, what would I have missed if they never were in my life? Mm -hmm. And although I miss them not being here, that's for sure. But when I think about what they brought into my life, I feel with gratitude. I feel with love for them. Mm -hmm. And that's how I move to and move in gratitude. When I think about people who have passed on, I think about Mm -hmm. what they brought into my life, and it moves me into a whole better spot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And as I said, if you practice practice authentically gratitude on a day-to-day basis, when these traumatic experiences happen to us, it's almost like this, the healing time is shortened by half in some cases. Where you know, you might be, <laughs> Sorry, you I might have to be. laugh there, Ron. <laughs> because the last death with Ken, I went to a bereavement counseling because I found it helpful the first time. Yeah. I moved out and they said I was fine. It usually takes a year. They moved me out at six months. Exactly. So exactly. You cut it in half. You're dead on. I love it. Sorry. Exactly. But this (laughs) is what gratitude on the on the daily practice of gratitude can be most assisting in. In that is is shortening the time that it takes to heal over something. Yes. You know, we've often heard a lot of people. They will condemn somebody for the for murdering their loved one, and they'll never forgive them. And years later, they're aging faster than you can shake a stick at it, and they're still holding on to that judgment. Yeah. Those are the types of people that usually don't embrace gratitude on a regular basis in their lives. Exactly. I agree. And Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Martin. No, I was just going to say, sorry, I laughed in the middle there, Ron, because as soon as you said cuts it in half, it reminded me of that, and I couldn't help but laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Synchronicity at its best, gentlemen. Yes. Sorry, yes, Karen. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the one thing I was going to mention too, you know, we talk about a daily gratitude practice. I want to share that for me, doing a daily gratitude practice has be- has become part of my life. But there are practices that I've done that I don't do daily that are all part of gratitude. But I also give myself that permission to understand that if you haven't practiced a daily or even a weekly integrating gratitude practices into your life to give yourself that latitude because putting a new practice into your life is like setting a new habit. It's something that may not come naturally. So give yourself that grace. And we talk about journaling. And if you don't like writing and you find writing frustrating, then maybe journaling day one is not a practice you want to embrace. Maybe it's as simple as when something pops into your mind, you're thankful for it. Making a daily practice that's easy for you to flow into and evolve through, I guess, is is kind of my point as opposed to for our listeners say, okay, Ron and Karen and Martin have mentioned all these things. I'm going to try them all tomorrow. <laughs> that That's work. That's a job. That's not what we're talking about. It, it's about building it in in a natural way. And some ways might feel unnatural, but if they're fairly easy, they will become natural over time for those that resonate with you. And if you're trying your a daily practice of it, 
Don't be surprised that as you start naming certain things that you're grateful for, you will notice that some things will resonate in the heart and those are real and authentic. And then other things, well, now that didn't quite resonate. So you're getting to learn who you are in your practice of gratitude. When you're first starting down that path, you're not going to get everything right 100% of the times and you'll find yourself stating that you're grateful for something when in fact you're really not. Yeah, so a laundry list of things. Yeah, and mm. don't say that that's wrong. You'll begin to know what true, authentic gratitude really is, especially if you don't yet know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. You know, that's interesting, Ron, because I was thinking, I think you mentioned something earlier about giving thanks for your five senses. And it reminded me of a practice that I haven't done probably, and I'm going to say at least two to three weeks, but I used to do it daily. I'm not sure what happened there, but it was part of a shower ritual for me. And I would start at my feet and move up to the tip of my head and I would give thanks and I would equate it to something that I was truly thankful for. So for me personally, I could say, well, I'm grateful that I can smell, hear, speak, blah, blah, blah. For me, it became, I'm thankful for my feet that allow me to walk to places that I want to be. I'm grateful for my arms so that I can hug people. Or I'm grateful for sound and, and speaking so that I can speak my voice and say what's important to me. So trying to find something that it actually naturally equated for me, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah. And you're grateful for sight being able to look at a rose and see the beauty of it. Yes. And it changed. I would be thankful for a certain body part for one thing one day. And I'd be thankful for the same body part, but something else would trigger to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so whatever that was, and I would just go with it. Yeah, whatever that happened to be. Let it flow. Yeah. If it's real, it'll move you right into the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just let it flow. Don't have to pick any part in particular. Just let it flow and pick a part that comes to you in your mind and go with mm-hmm. it. Especially if you're using your intuition. Because mm-hmm. you'll surprise the heebie-jeebies right out of you. Yeah. <laughs> when you start listening to your intuition because it will surprise you and will delight in surprising you. Yes. Well, I've noticed how my body reacts differently when I'm in a state of gratitude. I can feel it almost instantly. When I truly feel that state, that whole authentic state of gratitude, I feel something just a, a rush through my body. There's something that, but it's something that just resonates with me. I can feel it versus saying, Oh, thank you for having a roof over my head. But if I actually think it through and just kind of let myself really feel how grateful I am, it feels different. I know we had it on the last program, but we were talking about grace. And I think gratitude in many ways moves us when you're in a state of gratitude, moves you a long way to a state of grace as well. Absolutely. A lot of the similarities come in. Yeah. Of course, they do have the same root word, so gratis. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was funny because grace was the one word that came up consistently as I was doing some reading. But as I said, as I started to prepare, I just felt like this was so all-encompassing, and there was just so many different avenues that we could go to, and I, I knew this conversation was just going to take on all different legs and all different versions, and it's it's so neat how it, how it has, but also the feeling of how universal it is. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I was listing things for gratitude, more optimistic, more spiritual, less self-centered, more self-esteem, and you have more friendly, better marriage, more respect for people, more friends deeper relationships, then better sleep, a healthier life. Believe it or not, there was one study that said it increases your life longevity, more energy, better decision-making, better management of things, better productivity, more resilience. It just goes on and on. It is amazing what they're showing, that moving into gratitude and practicing it and honestly coming from your heart with it. 
affects mm-hmm. every facet of everything we do. It is truly something to be grateful for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Karen, when you think of gratitude, since you are the queen of gratitude, one of the things I noticed is that you bring gratitude up quite often in just about every program. So you must have an inherent belief just doing it automatically. Yeah, it's a practice, Martin, that I actually consciously just adopted. I gave it some thought. Well, I wouldn't say when I was starting on my path, midway through my path. Um, and I'm going to say it was probably a couple of years ago, probably two, three, maybe four years ago. Gratitude came to me, and I think it was probably, I'm quite certain it was through dialogue that the three of us had had. And it became something that just really resonated with me. It touched me on so many levels, and I embraced it. And I started a multitude of daily practices from writing down what I was thankful for in a recipe card that was beside my bed that I would read at night and in the morning to the shower ritual to journaling to Facebooking gratitude on a regular basis. It just became a part of who I am. I guess one of the things that kind of struck me and I'd read about it with the psychologist I had, had mentioned earlier talking about freshening up your daily practices so that they don't become routine, so that they are truly authentic and what moves you in that moment. So whilst I have, in particular, my daily morning gratitude routine, there are other things that I do throughout the day that are different every day around gratitude. But yes, Martin, to answer your question, it's become very much part of my life. I know we've been talking about this and we're saying scientific studies and everything else, and you just mentioned psychology. Psychology Today, which is a main magazine for psychologists talking about it. They said gratefulness, especially the expression of it to others, is associated with an increased energy, optimism, and empathy. There isn't an area of science and study that hasn't shown that gratitude is more important than we've ever thought, and luckily they're doing a lot more study on it. So it's become a mainstream study. The studies on it so far have been so astounding that they've actually decided to move it into wholesale big projects between universities to study it further and see all of its benefits. Once it gets to that level, there's no real questioning it. Not that there ever was if you practiced it, but even for people who have doubts, look at the studies, look at the evidence for it, and look at where people are going with it, and you'll see that the practice of gratitude is very important in our life, and we've been overlooking it far too long. Unfortunately, we are at the end of the program. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. So I guess on that, we're out of time. So we better <laughs> say, say adieu to everyone. So I'll start off and say thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the program and hope you have a fabulous week. And next week's program will be on harmony. Yes, have a grateful week, everyone. Have a fabulous week, folks, and please visit our Facebook page and let us know what your daily gratitude practices are. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to The Sovereign Self. We will be back with another show that will celebrate the beauty and perseverance of you and your sovereign self. If you would like more information or to send questions to Martin, Karen, or Ron, please go to their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash sovereign self. See you next week.